0: to MD for Moms with your host, Dr. Carly Snyder. Reproductive psychiatry, integrative medicine, or just someone to talk to, Dr. Carly is here to provide moms with personal solutions so they may experience physical and emotional well-being and find joy in motherhood. Please welcome the host of MD for Moms, Dr. Carly Snyder.
2: Welcome, you are listening to MD for Moms on the BBM Global Network and iHeartRadio and TuneIn Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Carly Snyder. I'm a reproductive and perinatal psychiatrist, meaning I work with women struggling with emotional symptoms throughout their reproductive years. I also have three kids of my own. This show, MD for Moms, is dedicated to helping women enjoy life more, to maximizing health and wellness, and to improving women's relationships with themselves and with others. So throughout the show, I'm going to remind you that you can give us a call, ask questions live on air. The number is 866 866- Four five one one four five one. So we are continuing our Mama Docs on Call series, where I introduce you to physicians who are moms like me, and they are here to provide information and support geared to you and your family. And today I am welcoming Dr. Karina Hopin, and we are going to talk about such a cool, valuable, fascinating topic, that being Creativity how engaging in your inner artist, your inner creative self can really help you get through the hardest of times and also enjoy life more. Um, I think it's such a great thing and um, you know everyone there are people who are like well I'm not artistic, we're all artistic so like just own that right? Like we all can sit there and be artists and if you think about by the way a toddler or like a preschooler we, they all sit there and everyone can draw. Everyone's an artist. So all of us, we all were sitting there in a class at some point, in a preschool class. We were all artists and you still are. So own that you can be an artist from the get-go. We're just going to put it out there um, and go from there. So welcome.
3: Thank you so much Carly. Thank you for having me here. So um, just to give you a little bit of background about me, I live two hours north of Seattle, Washington um, in no specific order. I'm a wife. I'm a mom to three kids. I have an 11, 10 and four year old. Um, I'm board certified still practicing full time um, family medicine and I'm a certified health coach and i I believe I'm a truly a lifelong learner, and four years ago, I would say I met my most influential teacher of all the professors i've had and And it was actually my daughter, Jade, who was born at twenty six weeks of life she she weighed one pound, seven ounces due to my severe preeclampsia. and through her journey and through um, a daily creative practice that we'll get into a little bit more later. I was able to cope with the situation, heal, and ultimately really understand what it is to be um, joyful. And I, I feel like by creating in small ways every day, we come to re- understand that we can create big things and um, make big changes in our lives, When especially when we need it most. And it's only through the capacity to create that we can create everything, including creating our lives the way we want to live. Wow! So, a 26 weeker,
2: and how old your kids must have been? Like I'm I'm
3: doing math, six and seven. Seven and yes, yes, yes. Wow! And so, and, and so, so to kind of give you a little background on that. Um, my husband and I had dealt with infertility for many years, and um, our first child is actually adopted, um, and we adopted her in the midst of doing some infertility workup, um, and her adoption was out of the blue. We were happy, and then six months later, I found out I was pregnant with my son, our son, and so life was good. We had a girl and a boy, and for years, um, we thought we were set, and um than surprise um in our early 40s we had to kind of come to grips with the fact that we're having a a third child that we were able to have without any help from anybody so that was uh, we were very much in disbelief um the first trimester trying to kind of get a grasp of everything and then 26 weeks is just just shortly into the second trimester, and by the time we we said, okay, we're going to have a third kid, we're we're looking at a C-section. Wow!
2: So you, yeah. I mean, talked about being completely blindsided many right. times. Right. Um, yes. And it must have been. I mean, I remember, frankly, my second pregnancy, where my second pregnancy, I kind of was. I was like really kind of working, working, working. You know, I had a I had a two and a half year old at home. But like I wasn't ready for my second one to be born. And she was. I mean she wasn't even early. My third was early, actually. But I remember like nothing was ready for her yet. Right. Talk about yes. you guys. Nothing was ready. <laughs> you <laughs> guys must have been like no, I mean talk nothing. about we- like
3: really? We got, truly yes, we got being we got, there. All previous baby stuff. We were like almost new parents that had never had kids. That's how our situation was at that point. So. I mean, yeah. I mean, my third <laughs> actually.
2: I have a span of my my kids are twelve, nine and a half, and four. So yeah, when I had my, Very my daughter, yeah, I remember sitting there and being like looking at you know, lists of the best of car seats and strollers and being like, oh my God, the only name I knew was Bugaboo. Every other name was completely new. There was such, the sense of being overwhelmed is the understanding just by virtue of everything. But for you guys, and I remember actually registering at like week 28 or something, you guys didn't even
3: get there. No, 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 we didn't. No, it was, we're pregnant, we're not. Now let's see, we've never dealt with, you know, having a, a micro preemie before. So what does that mean? And it, there was just, we were so stunned with just everything that was happening and everything was coming at us so fast, like having to make decisions. And it, it was quite overwhelming and especially to be a physician who had, at one point I did obstet- obstetrics, um, cared for neonates. And so that background and that information that I had was really quite overwhelming um, because I kind of knew that we were up for a really big challenge. Now, how was it
2: being mom to two older kids and having a, a micro preemie? because you don't turn off being mom to those older no. kids?
3: No, you don't. And I, I would say the lifesaver was um, – the first few days into the NICU, um, the, the RN taking care of Jade, who was just on the weekend. So I I was still in the magnesium fog, and I was still trying to figure out what was happening to my body post-C-section, and I was visiting Jade. And the, the nurse said, no, I realize you've got two older kids at home, and don't feel guilty if you need to be at home with your other two kids too. She's here. Jade's here. She's under the best care. She's being monitored. And if you feel you need to go home for the other kids, do it. And she found that by saying that to other parents, it really did take the pressure off because she had had even said, you know, we're not going to judge you. No one's going to judge you. And I think I needed to hear that in order to, to really be more compassionate to myself that as a mom of now three, one who I've hardly even known yet, who's right there in the isolate, I still had to think about um, keeping up a routine for the older kids. And and for me, that was a lot easier to to be able to say, okay, once Jade's um, health is stabilizing and I know that it, it will be okay, there won't be any get down here immediately because things are changing. Um, it'll be okay for me to, to step away from the hospital. Um, and then to also be able to have the capacity to reach out to um, family and friends to say, I need help. Can you help me with either staying with um jade at the nicu so that as i at least know there's somebody who has eyes on her while my husband and i go home and try to keep the routine um for the older kids as just seamless as possible um so really doing things that was out of the ordinary for me um kind of opening up to other possibilities and listening i think listening to the team um, the NICU team, who this is their everyday, and so they I knew that they would not be um, giving me information or <clears throat> setting me up for um, failure, um, so that really made it easier for me.
2: That I mean, but it must have been really stressful.
3: Yes, it was stressful, especially being. Two hours away, living two hours away from the NICU where um, Jade was at. So it wasn't, it wasn't an easy commute. So we had to factor in um, the time that it took, takes to travel. So if there was an immediate change in Jade's health, I had to, my husband and I had to get on the road real quick. Um, And if there was something going on with the kids, Um, we had to figure that out too Um, but I think the first the first month was definitely touch and go and the older kids they understood that um, baby Jade was in the kids hospital they called it the kids hospital and that she needed to grow and and really to this day I don't know if my older kids understood that that what in the NICU that is not normally how babies are born um that's not the normal way that um you know you don't expect that your sister will come home after six months of from her birth uh, but they they really felt like it didn't phase them at all um we would take the weekends as opportunities for the entire families to spend, um, the weekend at the hospital, or we, we would, um, make it a a trip. And so the kids would visit her in the NICU. They would read to her. Um, they would kind of play, um, and, you know, place a a toy on the isolette or, or do something to kind of make them feel like they're interacting with her. So it, it really was, um, for them, that was their first in a, encounter with their new sister and it didn't, they look forward to it. Um, and they really didn't see how, how much we were concerned about the everyday changes that we were seeing um, in the NICU. So that was and, comforting. I think that helped me and my and husband.
2: Did you wait? I mean, the NICU can be a very, there are lights, there are, sounds i mean i remember when my big kids went to visit my baby in the nicu they were more traumatized by just the entire i mean they were traumatized by seeing my daughter but they they were traumatized by the whole experience and a little bit and, yeah yeah well, it was with, a lot
3: it for um with our experience each baby had their own room and so Um, they um, and she was at the University of Washington and it was a beautiful newly built um, unit and each baby had their room and it was like we had our own suite and um, it wasn't we didn't feel like it was busy because it was more personal and we are fortunate to have a primary um, RN meaning she, ninety percent of the time, had the same RN throughout her stay, and so we, and so we got to know her very well. Wow, um, that, and, is, and that that is a yes.
2: great experience. Yes. Wow, that is that is a really different approach. Well, we have to take a brief break. You're listening to MD for Moms and the BBM Global Network and iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Dr. Carly Center, and we are speaking to Dr. Karina Hoban and. After the break, we're going to talk about tapping into your artistic side and how doing so got Dr. Hopin through six months in the NICU and how it can actually help you, too. Don't go
1: away. Abuse happens every moment of every day. According to national statistics in the United States, every two minutes, someone is sexually assaulted and every 10 minutes, a report of child abuse is made. Those currently struggling with abuse, or if you know someone who has been the victim of abuse, you are not alone. Whether physical, mental, emotional, or sexual, no, there is hope, there is help, there is healing. Author Tammy Hall has written a book from her own account of abuse called Journey of Courage that can guide you through your own personal journey of healing stop struggling through life it's your story it's your healing and it can begin with the first turn of the page visit www.journeyofcourage.com to begin your path to becoming the person you were ultimately created to be healed hopeful happy horses mystical present past and future all in one wild free domestic and healing for everyone. Betty Hames knows this and has put her horses to good use with Nature Connect Equine Coaching. Her mission is to help people affected by the loss of hope and trust in their lives and to rediscover the wonders of nature through nature connected learning so they can rebuild their lives and live peacefully with newfound hope, trust, and joy. Betty Hames is also a certified Elite Life Coach, a Washington State Certified Counselor, and chemical dependency professional. She is passionate about partnering nature with healing, and through horses, she sees amazing results and transformation in lives that might have otherwise been lost. Call 509-830-9225 and visit her at HamesLifeCoaching.com. Hold your horses. You're in for the ride of your life.
4: Baby boomers face many challenges, and sometimes you have to reinvent yourself in order to stay on top. Sharon Ball, nurse practitioner and Christian life and wellness coach, can help. Sharon has written a book called Reinventing Yourself Today, and it can help you through the pangs of changing the course of your life. Whether you are looking to stay on track with new goals, a sensible program to help you shed unwanted pounds, or a full kick-butt life reinvention, Sharon can work with you. Follow your passions and live each day according to your dreams and free yourself from the expectations of others. Sharon comes from the heart and shares her own personal journey to reinvention with her clients. Other self-help books inspired her, but few gave her the steps to improve her life, so she created a plan that works. Stress no more. Let Sharon Ball open the door. Sign up for a complimentary life reinvention consultation today at tinyurl.com forward slash get started for free for more of what life has in store. Welcome back to MD for Moms on the BBM Global
2: Network and iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Dr. Carly Sander, and we are speaking to Dr. Karina Hopin, and we have a caller on the line. Caller, what's your question? It's a great question.
5: Um how did she discover that painting was her thing, not writing or or um, modeling or um knitting or crocheting? How how did she find out
3: that painting was her thing? Good
2: question.
3: Oh yeah, good question. Yeah, well um I'll I'll kinda I'll give you a little bit of um my background as far as when i was a kid i love to paint i love really i love to to draw and paint and at one point uh i i think i was probably in second or third grade i thought i want to be an artist for a living and um my my parents said that sounds great but um you need to pay the bills when you grow up and so that was that was something early on that kind of told me oh you know create Creating is one thing, but then that doesn't—that may not help me when I'm an adult and being able to sustain a, a, um, a life where I can um, pay the bills and do well. Um, and so, just going through schooling and realizing, okay, maybe we can become a um, a doctor. I think that medicine was the thing. Um, so I kind of forgot about um, that love until mm-hmm. <clears throat> with Jade. The, the NICU did provide um, various options for, for parents to cope with the situation that you, you just don't, there's no way you can anticipate this type of having a baby at 26 weeks or anything, especially related to a newborn where you expect that everything will go well. And then on the flip side, um, you can't even imagine how things can be so different and so i didn't feel like i needed to speak to a counselor um i think my husband and i we were still just numb and trying to uh, figure out what was going on but the nurse had said we also provide art therapy um and i thought that sounds great i i remember when i was a kid um and so it was really more of a self-directed um group type of art therapy where the art therapist would provide different types of media and whatever gravitated, um, you were gravitated to you can just start doing. And if you wanted to speak with other parents who were there, that was your opportunity. Um, I just kind of thought, let me, there wasn't anything, um, for me to paint with, or there weren't, um, they were just crayons, but there was something that was like a thin piece of metal that I could emboss, um, a design on and then ultimately make it into a frame and I thought oh well, I'll, I'll make this into a frame and then I can put Jade's picture in it and so that was every week um, I, I enjoyed it my husband he thought he really enjoyed what I had created and so as but I think the third week um, then that's when I remembered I remembered as a kid I really enjoyed um, just sitting down and, and creating and as I started to just be involved in the creating and and I noticed that I was it really distracted me I wasn't thinking about what was happening in the other room I was just um, immersed in the creation and then I just started thinking like wow things could have been different if um, if my maybe maybe if my parents had told me a different way about their perception of art maybe I would not be a doctor maybe I would be an artist, or maybe I would be in a profession that would be more in, um, directed towards, um, turning ideas into reality, like advertising or something. And, and I think that was, that was then the beginning of me trying to understand, um, my journey through from childhood to adulthood. And then Jade's journey as she's starting to, um, Grow, going from survival and then starting to realize she's growing and thriving um so for me i I think we have to look at what the definition of creativity is and so um i think art is a subset of creativity but really creativity means turning ideas into reality and um it's characterized by the ability to perceive the world in new ways and to find hidden patterns and make connections between seemingly unrelated, unrelated phenomena and then problem solving. And, and so that was that aha moment, like, huh. Um, although I'm, I'm, I'm creating, I'm also starting to um, pick up things with Every day, day to day life of Jade's progress and focusing just really on the present and just in that day, noticing even the small gains. And then when I would go and do my, um, my artwork, um, I will notice I'm I'm venturing off into different things that I, I normally would not have gravitated to and, you know, working with different materials. And so it was just kind of an interplay between when I go back into Jade's room, I'm, I am, she's teaching me about how, how she's learning to live and, and, and thrive in this world. And then my, the creativity part of um, my, that one day out of the week, I'm, I'm kind of reassessing my growth, and um, over the last couple years, I've I've learned to um, really use the painting, which is what I gravitate towards. But um, for others, it could be photography, it could be um, playing music, it could be cooking, being being a very um, experimental foodie who likes to cook. So it's not just Painting or art per se, but it's more of just the ability to create. If you're in the tech world, it's you're being innovative or thinking out of the box. And so, I would encourage people to expand um, what their um, current definition of creativity is. and And I think that's that's how I I support and endorse that everyone is creative. Um, and and along the way, when we're in children were we're always thinking of so many things and were so imaginative. And then there's a point where we're we're like 12 years old and that's gone because you wanna dance and somebody says, sit down in your seat. And I think Maya Angelou had a really good quote about, um, we are all creative, but um, by the time that we're three or four, someone has knocked the creativity out of us. And someone has told us to sit down, um, or, or be quiet for those kids who want to tell stories. And then those who are, you know, in the crib, we tell them to sit down. Um, so um, we have to kind of reassess what we liked as a kid and then start um, really trying to make practices that brings that back out.
2: That is so, tr- that's awesome. I. I'm inspired. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for your call and your question. That was a great question.
3: <laughs> Thank you so much. Please tell me, um, Dr. Karina, that we really love her over here in Oak Harbor. She's <laughs> a wonderful person. I have the Thank you so much. Teach- <laughs> I have the pleasure to, t- to teach her kids. Karati and she's an awesome mom. I really admire her. Thank you for letting me say thank you to her today also.
2: Oh, that's awesome. That's so wonderful. Thank you, Melta. (laughs) That's so nice. Well, I always love when Mm -hmm. people get proper dues. That's great. Well, thank you for calling. Now, Mm -hmm. one question. Now, it seems like, so this art therapy program was so instrumental for you and so helpful. Um, do all NICU, pro- I mean, sounds like something that all NICUs would benefit from. Do NICUs have this? I yeah.
3: Mean- I, yeah.
2: I'm not, I'm not
3: sure if all NICU, um, um, have this program. I do know that trauma, um, various trauma programs, um, offer art therapy as another like complementary, um, an integrative type of, um, process to to help help individuals through really tough times and it would be great if there was a art therapist who can comment on that I I was more self-directed so I I really didn't have a lot of um, communication with the art therapist because I was just I think I I just needed that little personal um, just me time to start Peeling away some of the things, and and I I I was able to then discover like being a doctor. And um, my training was you're you need to be stoic, and you are the the person who um, has to be very objective and almost emotionless um and i was until that point and then i realized um as it being on the other side and watching how um other physicians and nurses were taking care of me and my baby i kind of realized that um there's i think as a patient i would appreciated more of that the human um aspect of who was caring for me. And they were all great. I, I didn't have any problems um, with any of the the team members who cared for, they were phenomenal. But just in my personal practice, I, I realized, I think it's okay as if I was with a patient, um, if they knew a little bit, if I opened up, and um, if the situation called for emotion it's okay for them to see that i feel for them and um so that really hit home where just just the my my training really changed me not just the creativity part but how do i change my practice um and influence other people to start opening up and usually that's through creativity
2: that, I'm sure your patients really appreciate it. Um, we have to take another brief break. You're listening to MD for Moms on iHeartRadio and the BBM Global Network. I'm your host, Dr. Carly Center, and we are speaking to Dr. Karina Hoban. And after the break, we're going to talk about life beyond the NICU and more about creativity. Don't go away.
6: Certified professional coach Pamela Reeves can help you with your relationships. Motivational and image coaching are just some of the ways she can help you enhance all aspects of your life. Her book, Is It Love or Merely a Sick Attachment, helps readers clearly distinguish healthy, loving relationships from toxic ones. Ms. Reeves has put her words into action through Ray of Hope Kenya, an international initiative that provides outreach to victims of abusive relationships there with the goal of helping them rebuild their lives and the tools to avoid abuse. Ms. Reeves operates various business interest through her umbrella network Nella LLC and credits her success to her diverse work experience whatever your goals whether striking a balance reinventing your image or simply lifting your lifestyle Pamela Reeves will help you achieve them your life your call dial 410-902-5715 or email Pamela at Pam G 01 at verizon.net she's also on the web at pamreeves.com and on Twitter at Pamela underscore Reeves
5: battle with weight loss there is a solution founder of weight no more consulting Deborah Simons can help you lose weight safely and effectively through weight loss surgery I know I had the surgery two years ago and I am 135 pounds lighter and medication free this full-service weight loss center caters to your every need as you navigate to a healthy weight following surgery Servicing all of Canada, Weight No More Consulting takes pride in its compassionate care and guides you through each step before and after surgery. Starting with informational meetings, Weight No More Consulting educates each potential client before they decide to have surgery on the health risks of obesity and the various weight loss surgeries available. After surgery, Weight No More Consulting provides a solid support system with ongoing meetings to ensure continued success. Deborah Simons and Weight No More Consulting are committed to promoting your health and wellness through maintaining a healthy weight for life.
2: Welcome back to MD for Moms on the BBM Global Network and iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Dr. Carly Center, and we are speaking to Dr. Karina Hoban. And I want to remind you, you can give us a call eight six six four five one one four five one. 866-451-1451. So um, going beyond, you know, the NICU and kind of that time, like thinking about creativity and art, you know, does art so... I think a lot of people get very anxious about the idea of any form of art and putting something on paper and the idea of perfection, right? Like, well, what if right, I screw yeah. up, you know, and then the minute it gets off, it's like, oh, forget it, I'm done. Um, and I will definitely put it out on the table. That So I, I like to paint. I'm not particularly good at it, but I, I definitely like to, like, I I like to freehand draw and I like to paint. And when I do watercolors, um, I tend to screw around first with whatever I'm going to do and then I'll put it on, you know, do it for real. And I'd screw around with it first because if I, you know, screw around with it enough times, I kind of get a sense of what I'm doing. But I always mess up on the final project, always. And then I make that mess up into whatever it's going to be. My kids don't get that. And (laughs) I can tell my kids personalities very much by how they paint. Right. It's very much like my, you know, um, and I think all of us have a hard time with perfection in different ways, but can you kind of speak to the notion of why, you know, where do you go with like the notion of perfectionism in art? Because it's a really i think it it's a barrier for a lot of people and i get that i mean i think practice yeah. helps but it's never going to make something perfect
3: right right but i think the the so i i was at one point um that person who it had to be perfect otherwise i'm either not going to do it or halfway through i i just give up um but i think through through the, I would say the Jade journey and my journey, I, I realized that there's a lot of opportunities for in being imperfect. And in fact, that's more of the reality of who we are. We're, we're never going to be that perfect person. We're always trying, we're changing and adapting um, to our situation. And so I think first we have to change that mindset of we're never going to be perfect. Um, and, and, second maybe the the misstep that we did is actually an opportunity or blessing and, and i think that's where creativity comes in where you it it helps open your mind to seeing things in a different way um and um like you said being able to work with what you didn't intend to do but um it you still were able to um make a a great product and and Um, it's more, my emphasis will be more on the process. The outcome is, is great, but it's, it's really the process of how you got there and all the different things that you had to do, um, to get to that point. And I, I would, I'd have to use, um, one of the, the examples I always tell my patients when they're they're telling me about how difficult it is to make a change Um, and I I shared with them that the one marathon that I ran was when I was in med school in middle of med school and um, I did the Honolulu marathon and I did complete it Um, it took a long time but I did but what Mm -hmm. I was most proud of and what I really spoke about was how I was able to get to that point and being very, um, diligent and committed to, um, my schedule of running so much a day and then working my way up because those were things that I, I didn't expect myself to do. And, and it was that the process. And so every time, um, if I'm thinking about, um, if I'm in a situation, I'll, I'll have, the um just thinking about my experience with jade and then if i still need motivation then i'll think about um the just the marathon and that the process um so we have to coming back to compassion and and being compassionate to ourselves and not giving um having the highest expectation for ourselves um and sometimes a lot of times good enough is good enough. You know, and we have to tell each, you know, we we just have to be very, very compassionate.
2: Absolutely. As someone who has run now, I keep on screwing up between 15 and 16 marathons. <laughs> most recently, two weeks ago, I will say I agree with you 100%. Yeah, right. It's a journey. <laughs> a lot of it has to do with a journey. Much more so than yes. the end product, although crossing the finish line right. of a marathon is pretty yes. fun. Yes. The yes. actual marathon yes. itself, not so fun sometimes. <laughs> mile 22? So I, I, I have, the, <laughs>
3: right, right, the wall. That's oh. Great. Um, but I still mile have 19, the t-shirt,
2: never and I still funny. have the number. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a single one of my numbers, which is probably why <laughs> I don't remember exactly how many rent marathons I've run. Um <laughs> I do have a lot of marathon T-shirts. A lot of them. My kids actually now. My son has um, acquired many of them. So many that my his gym teacher keeps on every. He's she, she's actually emailed me and been like, "Has Zachary run a marathon? Because he's got a lot of these shirts." I'm like, "No, no, no, no." And and this is a total sidebar, but I will say they at his school they get um they have like this thing where they run laps, and they get um, like basically they the number of laps corresponds to distance and they get these bracelets that um, for distance and somehow and he runs the the kid fun runs before my marathons and so he told her as such but she misinterpreted it one time (laughs) as that he ran with me for oh, part wow. of my marathon. and he got a lot more points than he was supposed to get, and he got a lot more bracelets oh, wow. one day, and uh, that had to be clarified. Anywho, yeah. see <laughs> on that one, I was like, "Zacky, you told her yeah. you ran twenty-six point two miles at the age of twelve. That would have been media worthy." Um, right, <laughs> that did not happen. Anywho, now getting back to um, what we were talking about now. How much time does someone have to devote for there to be benefit? Right. Like, I mean, so I think, you know, it sounds almost like th- this can be like a meditative process, right? Like if you, exactly. tap into this, it can really kind of overall get you into a centered place where you can really feel yep. exactly. more attuned with your thought. But how, you know, because meditation people will say, you know, it depends on who you ask, 20 minutes, twice a day, 30 right. minutes, whatever. Yeah, Exactly. What about I, this in terms of creativity and art? Like, Is there a prescribed amount of time?
3: No, there's not a prescribed amount of time. Like, you know, the doctor speaking there, I haven't seen any actual um, data to say this is the amount, um, but I would say personally, at least 15, 20 minutes, the same as um, with meditation, I it, it does get you into a flow and um, it it really helps. Flex that um, creativity muscle, um, and whatever it is for me, it was painting and drawing. um, But for someone else, it may just be playing music or um, you know baking for somebody or whatever is your fancy. But um, having that dedicated time to to be able to put. Ideas that are in your head and make it into reality somehow. So it could be journaling, um, and journaling along with meditation. That's a, a really great formula for um, helping in just overall well-being, and it really can tap into your creativity. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess
2: that's the point, right? It doesn't have to be one type. It's not one side. It's right as you said before. It's not just you. Don't just have to pick one form for it to be effective. Um, Right. Is there something someone has to look for as like, does
3: everyone have to have an aha moment? I don't think so. I think that uh, it it could be just as easy as just reminiscing about what you love to do when you're a child. And then it's, you know, especially if it's something you don't do anymore um, start figuring out what would be a good way to tap into that. Or I was at Target the other day and I found myself in a a row that had like all these different kits of various types of, you can make jewelry or painting or weaving. So it can be as easy as that. If you aren't quite sure, you can just start to dabble or friends. Friends are good um, places to start because you may have a friend who has a hobby and they can teach you and you may not, Really find joy, or uh, but it, it could start that process. So, starting from somewhere, um, it doesn't need to be any particular thing, but that could be that first um, jump start to get your brain thinking about how what are the other ways can you um, start to put your thoughts into reality?
2: Now, I think as moms, we tend to often unnecessarily, but we tend to harbor guilt right? Yes. When we right. take when we take time for ourselves that is um, wrong which of course it's not but let's just be honest no. we all sort of feel that right. feeling of I should be doing something with my kids instead of doing something for myself um, but this is so is this something where we should sit down with our children always and they should be doing something and we should do art or is this really something we can do by ourselves and not feel guilty about it?
3: I think you- I, I had mentioned over the break that I will have my daughter um, paint something and it's usually like a shape or whatever. And, and then I will add to it. And so to that fosters creative the flexing creativity muscle for her. Um, I'm still able to create and I'm working with her. Um, so that really helps the relationship. But I think it's also beneficial to – Set away just alone time for yourself, um, at least a couple of times a week. I I, I'm realistic as a mom, and I don't think that I can just slip away and and have chaos happen while I'm doodling away. Um, But if you can find some time, if you're at if you work or you find you are away from the house and you don't have kids, just take a few minutes and. And, you know, if you can't do 15 minutes, that's great. Any, any little um, effort is, will just get you motivated.
2: Well, we have to take another brief break. You're listening to MD for Moms on iHeartRadio and the BBM Global Network. I'm your host, Dr. Carly Seiner. And after the break, we're going to focus on how to use this info about creativity, even if you think you aren't creative. Don't go away.
0: Radio show host and coach John M. Hawkins reveals strategies to help gain perspective, build confidence, find clarity, achieve goals. John M. Hawkins' new book, Coached to Greatness Unlock Your Full Potential with Limitless Growth, published by iUniverse. Hawkins reveals strategies to help readers accomplish more. He believes the book can coach them to greatness. Hawkins says that the best athletes get to the top of their sport with the help of coaches, mentors, and others. He shares guidance that helps readers reflect on what motivates them. We discover and assess their core values, philosophies, and competencies. Find settings that allow them to be the most productive and track their progress towards accomplishing goals. Listen to John Hawkins' My Strategy, Saturdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Introducing
7: BetterHomeAndGarden.com. That's www.BetterHomeAndGarden.com with just the letter N in Better Home and Garden. BetterHomeAndGarden.com offers you the highest quality products on the market that are environmentally safe and effective, and to make them available to you at the lowest possible prices. BetterHomeAndGarden.com understands that kind of creativity and do-it-yourself attitude. Thus, we developed our website BetterHomeAndGarden.com. BetterHomeAndGarden.com offers you the following products right online. Welcome back to
2: MD for Moms on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio and iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Dr. Carly Siner, and we are speaking to Dr. Karina Hopin. And, you know, I had a just to pop it into my head. So I have a question for you. So when I was a kid, I similarly remember. So I, I again, I like to draw. I used to doodle all the time. And actually, I vividly remember being in med school and before, you know, any surgical cases. I would sit there and I would painstakingly draw out anatomy. And I remember once in like a plastic surgeon, um, who did a lot of, uh, ear reconstructions, taking a picture I had drawn the ear and he actually pinned it up in his office. He thought it was so, (laughs) that was like (laughs) one of the more proud, that was like one of the more proud moments in my medical school training, which I don't know, says something, but anyway, um, But I remember similarly, my parents saying, like, that's a cute hobby. Like, you need to go study. Um, And last night, in fact, I my, you know, it's Halloween tomorrow. And I love to do my kids' costumes up, right? So my son is going to be a Mm -hmm. zombie revolutionary war (laughs) uh, soldier. And... What should we say to our kids who are artistic? How do we let them enjoy art without stifling them? You know, but at the same time we want them to be able to, you know, finance their lives.
3: Right. 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 I encouraging, I think just being encouraging and um, supportive. So I have a daughter, my oldest daughter, she is into music. She plays guitar and she, um, is into vocals. And she's been doing this for over two years now. And it, it there's been a progression, but, um, it, there's still a lot of refinement to do. And we, we definitely, Tell her, you are, it sounds great. Um, what do you think, do you, how, how do you feel? How do you feel you're singing? And that kind of helps us gauge what we, our feedback is. And she will say, I, I feel I'm, I'm doing great. And if it's not consistent with us, and we'll say, well, what do you think you can do, um, if you had to choose what where you would have we would want to work on what do you, what would you want to work on, and so it's more of trying to have the child have some realizations. Now she this child my my oldest daughter she's got severe ADHD, so we're, it's a little bit of a struggle to kind of get to that self awareness part. But um, I I think that with our other kids we try to do that um, with our, my son or middle child um we're able to have that conversation and then with jade um, eventually when she gets kind of has a little bit more of an idea of what we're asking um we'll do the same but really making the question so that it really is the child um, helping foster them to have a little more self-awareness about um what they like um and in a way just helping them to know how to think um, about what they're doing and what it means to them Um, and that's the journey as well with parenting i think that's what creativity taught us Um, taught me and my husband is um, we have to be very flexible with our parenting and if something's not working um and we're still getting the same outcome when we're both ending up like hitting our head up up against the wall maybe now we have to look at each other um and look at within in our parenting style and what do we need to change um i mean that's another um radio show with adhd and kids but um it's I, i think just in general that's that's how i approach it especially when it's with creativity fostering creativity in the kids
2: That makes a lot of sense. Now, I want to make sure to ask about your nonprofit, Tiny
3: Jade Inspirations. Can you tell us about it? Yeah. So um, when after the dust has settled and we realized that Jade was a great teacher and we wanted to give back to the community because of all of their support, um, my husband thought it would be a great idea to um, establish a nonprofit where we can provide um, a safe place for individuals who just wanted to um, be creative and it, it's more of a, a painting type of environment um, and to connect and if they were in a situation where they were um, really in a tough situation, we're there to help them to um, if they wanted to open up, we're there to to be there and to be supportive and to help them cope and heal through the process. Um, all of the um, proceeds go right back into Tiny Jade and we donate it to um, organizations that focus on um, children. And I've actually um, stepped back from um, actively doing classes um, because of the change in careers. So just to kind of quickly um, with just the whole creativity, um, I realized that when I returned back to work full-time, I was in a bubble that I was very comfortable with for a very long time. I worked with the Navy and the VA, and I wasn't looking for um, a job, but um, I actually was approached by Amazon to help start up their Amazon Care um, platform, which was recently announced in the media. And so for the last year, I was one of the founding um, physicians, um, of the clinical team. And that really was innovative. It was exactly where I needed to be with uh, my creativity. But it meant that I had to live um, in Seattle for four days out of the week. And coming close to a, a year, I realized I needed to move back with, um, with my parents, my, my, my family full time. And so I switched careers to another position that really helped um, foster my creativity in the workplace so now that i'm kind of settling through with this new job um i'm, I'm going to start back up tiny jade um, more efforts with that but i'm also going to be um i'm in the works of creating an online program for people who are in my um in the pacific northwest area that will it's not going to be a, a um, an art lesson type of course, but more of how to examine, um, what daily types of, um, creative process, how can we get to doing things on the, on the daily basis? And how can we then ignite our creative, um, being within ourselves? So that's to come. Um, but yeah awesome well we are very quickly running out of
2: time but i want to make sure people get your website and the tiny jade website so quickly what are
3: those two websites so i have um there's thriving mama md um, and that's the website and um, com. and then you can also find me on um, Instagram and Facebook with Thriving Mama MD. And then for Tiny Jade Inspirations, I have um, tinyjadeinspirations.com and the Facebook Tiny Jade Inspirations if you mm-hmm. wanted more information.
2: Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Karina. Uh, Hopin. and thank you to our listeners. Remember, if you missed any of this show, you can always download it as a podcast on iTunes along with prior episodes. And I look forward to hearing from you. You can always email me with your thoughts, questions, etc. Cs at CarlySnyderMD.com. This has been an episode of MD for Moms on the BBM Global Network, iHeartRadio and TuneIn Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Carly Snyder. Until next time, be well. Enjoy life and thanks for listening.
6: You've been listening to MD for Moms with your host, Dr. Carly Snyder. Please join us each and every week for answers to the many challenging issues moms face today on the next episode of Dr. Carly's MD for Moms.